1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. So glad to have you. And Angie, you are a biblical counselor. Pastor Sibby, obviously you are a pastor at Hope City Church here in Chattanooga. And both of you have a concern and a passion for raising up this next generation with a biblical foundation. We see so many things happening in our culture that are shocking sometimes, disturbing. We want to protect our children's minds. Literally, we want to make sure that uh, as they grow, they are standing on that foundation foundation that comes from the word. And so, Angie, I want to start with you. Tell us, give us a picture of what's actually happening in society. Well, thank you so much for having us this morning, uh, Tom and Tavi. And I wanted to start out by saying, you know, in the American culture, we are in trouble. And I don't want to be a naysayer or doom and gloom, but I think if we watch the news, we can see how lawlessness is increasing, and we see it a lot in our young people. Um, the primary thing concerning me is that in this generation, we see a lot of young people having children. And the generation before, which those parents came out of, have dealt with mostly the same thing, the fatherlessness, the poverty, the depression, the lack of being raised properly or, or in church. And we know all the statistics that say, you know, the young people are leaving the church in droves. And there are so many things that are multifaceted that are being, if, if you will, dumped on this next generation of children who we must have an answer for. And of course, it's the church. We have the answer for fatherlessness because God is the author of surrogates. We have the answer for poverty because he says, you know, bring what you have to the storehouse and, and, and you know, I will provide. We have the, the cure for the hopelessness because there's hope in Jesus Christ. And so as a church, as a fellowship of believers, we are so concerned about that. And we want our community to know that Hope City Academy is available to help with that. 
Okay, you're hearing the voice of Angie Wynn and Pastor Sibby Thomas of Hope City Church. And Pastor Sibby, I just wanted to ask you, because Angie really painted a picture of what we are seeing in culture, but also started that pathway that, that the answers that culture is seeking are really found within the confines of following the Lord Jesus Christ and in the local church as well. And as she was painting the picture of the news and the headlines that we see, talk to us about the good news and how that can impact this next generation. Absolutely. Uh, one of the biggest things that we have to face in today's culture is the fact that we are having a hard time transferring our faith to the next generation. We are bombarded with all kinds of busy schedules and activities that are going in, in a traditional um, household. And guess what? We're not doing a good job of transferring our faith over to the next generation. And when our generations go into schools and different areas, uh, they are bombarded with other messages as well. And unfortunately, the seed uh, that we have hopefully, this, we need to plant a seed with our children, simply put. Uh, and that seed of the gospel of Jesus Christ has to be uh, implanted deep into our children at a very young age. And if we don't do that at a very young age, guess what? In due season, it shall not bloom to provide shelter for our children in the midst of all of these peer pressure and social media issues that's going on around the, around our, our schools and in our culture as well. So the gospel has to be implanted at a very, very young age. We need to get to our children with the faith before somebody else gets to them with another message. Okay. Agreed. And we're talking with uh, Pastor Sibby Thomas, Angie Wynn, who is a biblical counselor, talking about this next generation. There are some things that I find uh, particularly shocking. Like I've heard, and I didn't believe it at first, that sometimes if a child comes to school, young child, could be five, six, and they believe that they're a cat for or an animal for the day that the teacher may be asked to accommodate that and uh, whatever they think or feel that they are at that moment. And uh, just the indoctrination that we're seeing in, in certain schools about sexuality, um, about identity and, and things like that. And I don't know, I don't know, you know, you hear certain things, some things on social media, some things from the news, not always sure what's actually true, but this is the kind of indoctrination children in this generation are, are growing up in. It, it is absolutely a fact uh, that's going on in our community right now. Um, I've had the opportunity to actually deal with a parent that had the same situation here uh, at our, at our uh, uh, preschool here. Uh, we had a young girl that came in. Um, she's three years old, and uh, she was just crawling on her feet, on, on her hands and her feet. And uh, at the same time, we didn't think too much about it. But at the same time, she would not get off her knees at all. And she said, I felt like a cat. And I'm like, okay. And, and the teachers were like concerned about this for a second. And guess what she did? She was actually going into uh, one of our restrooms and wanted to go near the, the toilet. And we we're like, where are you going? What are you doing? I felt like a cat. And guess what? Um, we were in a position to actually address that with her to say, okay, no, you have a problem with identity, an identity crisis. And guess what? Parents are also devoid of this whole thinking. They are thinking that the kids are playing around. They are not playing around. They are actually thinking that they are in a whole different identity crisis. And that is something that is going on deeply in our community. I mean, we, we live in a community where we're really concerned if we are male, female, or it, or her, or pronouns, and all these other things that we've got going on in our culture today. So imagine how much of that is being transferred into our children, especially through social media and other avenues that they're watching. Uh, social media is the biggest influencer that is in our community today today. And uh, unfortunately, uh, our, our children are in a place where they are not 
able to identify themselves as a male or female, they're, they're struggling with that, number one. Number two, above all of that, they're, identif- they're having a hard time identifying themselves as the children of God. Um, and, it, and this is something that needs to be addressed inside the umbrella of Christian education. You picked a great time to listen because we're speaking with Counselor Angie Wynn and Pastor Sibby Thomas about the next generation and the importance of passing the seed of faith to the next generation. Yes. And so, um, Angie, you know, you just heard us as we were just chatting through about the things that Pastor Sibby has seen um, and how he has uh, just talking about a, a young girl who thought she was a cat. And um, that wasn't indulged in that this really was her identity at that time. And identity is really um, being attacked in our culture. And as a as a biblical counselor, I know that you've encountered this as well. And what are some ways that um, parents and churches can come alongside uh, to to begin to form a firm identity that can't be shaken in, in young children? Well, Tommy, I believe that. Uh, and the word says that the power of life and death is in our tongues. And, you know, the Bible says very early on in Genesis that he created them male and female. So it's important that mothers and fathers, even single parents, speak words of life and truth over children. No, honey, you are a male designed by God, created by God with all of these beautiful gifts inside of you to go forth into the world and make a difference with your voice and with your presence and your authority. Speaking the word over your children is so important. Praying for them and asking the Lord to intercede on their behalf, asking the Lord to protect them from the the plans of the enemy in the culture and against them personally and to say, you know, Psalm ninety one over over you, you know, my son or daughter, and uh, uh, no weapon formed against you will prosper in the name of Jesus, whether that's emotionally, mentally, physically, or spiritually. I think it's so important in this season. We must use the gifts that have been provided for us, and the main one is the power of our tongues. Thank you so much for that. And again, that's Angie Wynn talking about some of the ways that we can set that firm foundation in our children, speaking over them, declaring things over them, praying for them. Pastor Sibby, what's the church's role specifically? How can we educate young children? The Bible says train up a child in the way he should go. And that training is not just something that we should just talk to our children. I think parents need training as well, because um, in, in, in today's culture, in today's generation, our, our, there, there's parents are not 27 and 28 with you know, living in a, in a white picket fence, living the American dream. Today's parents are 16 years old. Today's parents are 17 years old. They themselves are quote unquote children and they're raising up children. And we need to be in a position also not just to speak to children and rightfully we should do that. But at the same time, we also should talk to parents and teach them how to parent children in today's culture. Uh, the same mistakes that they may have made. How do we tell them to deter from that and step up? Because you have to also understand one thing. One of the biggest things that we've got going on today is that with teenage pregnancy and young parents having children, guess what they're doing? They don't, these children might be being raised up in a household without a father. And they go to 
classic example. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a classic. This just past one year, last year, I think it was last year during summer, during summer league. Guess what? There were gangs showing up at, a, at our baseball, a softball fields, gangs showing up promising, uh, hey, we will give you brand new sneakers. We'll give you a brand new uniform. And guess what's going on? It's an initiation plan. And gangs are signing up our children at these baseball fields and, and little league fields as well. This has got to stop. Someone has to step up to the plate. And the only answer that the world has today is the hope of the gospel. And who carries the hope of the gospel? The hope of the gospel has to be carried by the church. And the church has to be in a position to say, okay, hey, we are offering another alternative for our children. We're going to offer another alternative for our parents, young parents that may be coming into the room. And we need to be in a position not to be condemning them, but rather supporting them in the journey that they're in. That doesn't mean that we're, 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 we're not going to teach them about making sure that these mistakes are not repeated in other people or in, in themselves. But at the same time, we ought to be in a position to train up a child. And that train up a child, unfortunately, is not just a three-year-old anymore. We have 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds with, with, with children in their own household. So these are aspects of, uh, of ministry that our churches have to step up and get involved and engaged in. Okay, you're hearing the voice of Pastor Sibby Thomas. Let me ask you this directly, uh, because we see what's happening in culture. We know that the answer is uh, following Jesus Christ, and we carry the good news of Christ. But how do we actually do that? You're not talking about a permissive culture. You're talking about training. We understand training from a physical standpoint, but we don't understand it from a spiritual standpoint. What are some steps we can implement today to help us train up these young parents who are training? training up children as well. How do we do the whole package in Christ? The, the, the aspect of those things, okay, I'll give you another example. These are things that we engage ourselves here at Hope City. One of the biggest problems that we have is that young people are, young children, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, guess what they're doing? They're quitting on school. Why are they quitting on school? They're quitting on school because they're not doing well in school. The reason for that is because there's no support at home to help them do their homework. Why? Because their mom had them when they were 17. Mom did not finish high school. Mom did not finish anything along those lines. And guess what? There she's out there looking for a job and doing things. And she's not in a position to help out with algebra. She's not in a position to help out with trigonometry. So churches can create an avenue to bring these children in, tutor them, lead them, show them exactly how things are done. In the, in the same time, what they can also do is take these young parents and teach them financial responsibility, teach them how to mentor young people, teach them how to lay down the foundations of spirituality in their younger generation. So it could be a, a, a double-edged sword that we can actually engage young people to make sure, and little children to make sure that they don't fail in their academic pursuits. At the same time, we are also making sure that the parents don't fail in their parental pursuits. And in all of these things, the center of the gospel of Jesus Christ has to be the core of everything that we do. So this way, we earn a family and a, another, another generation for the glory of the kingdom gospel. Thank you so much for that. And uh, if you're just joining us, you're hearing from Pastor Sibby Thomas and also biblical counselor um, Angie Wynn as we talk about raising up children, some of whom may have been are being raised in, in single parent homes, lots of stresses and time constraints. And, and, and the church can come alongside and really be a vessel of hope and help. I want to add that I saw a statistic that talked about how the church has become a place of middle class married people with children and people who are on the 
fringes who are maybe single, single parenting, in poverty, uh, less educated, struggling in different ways are kind of left out. And the church has developed this kind of culture of privilege. And so we don't want to do that as the people of God. We want to have eyes to see what's actually happening to those around us who may need our help, need specifically the help of the church. And uh, you can uh, find out more about what Hope City is doing because they have a program. Yeah, and as we um, wrap up our time with you, Pastor Sibby and, and Angie, we'll ask you, uh, Pastor, just uh, what uh, is available for young families right now uh, that maybe your church is promoting? One of the things that we are doing here, uh, sir, is that we are tra- transitioning in, in our uh, Hope City Academy. We have a preschool and a daycare here from uh, transitioning from just being a daycare into becoming a Christian academy. Okay. Uh, we are changing our syllabus around, we're changing our curriculums around to make sure that we have Christ-centered learning here. Uh, why do we do that? We are very engaged to be in a position to make sure that we plant that seed of the gospel of Jesus Christ every single day in the lives of these young kids. Uh, as they walk in, they need to know Jesus uh, in this at, at this very young age. Why do I say that? This is probably the only time that they will ever hear the gospel of Jesus Christ in a, in a, in a setting like this where they are, quote unquote, uh, forced to be taught the word of God. Um, so that's going to be there. That's not just uh, the gospel that we're teaching. We're making sure that they're 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 well versed in math and English and learning and reading and writing, uh, so that when they go into preschool, they're in a position to be le- to be well versed uh, children in in not just the gospel, but as well as an, um, a regular curricula as well. So one of the things that we need to do is uh, again plant implanting those seeds. Uh, at a very, very young age, because teachers are going to be one of the most influential people in their lives at a young age outside of parents. So if parents are not doing it, guess what we need to do? We need to have ch- teachers that are uh, that are godly, that are gospel centered, that is going to make sure that they can easily implant the, the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ inside of them. And that's what we're doing here at Hope City Academy. Uh, right here, we're off of uh, Tuxedo Avenue, um, 7 North Tuxedo Avenue, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37411. Uh, we are on, on Facebook. You can go into Hope City Academy there on our, our website, myhcacademy.org. Uh, please come on, join us, and let's uh, uh, raise up a, a, a kingdom generation uh, for the next, uh, for the coming of Jesus Christ.